0: I had a really good feeling about this
1: this is the outlander club a rebel scum podcast everyone has a story here are those star wars stories don't forget to join us on patreon for exclusive bonus content and early access here's your host james razile No, oh, i'm telling you it's gonna be great when have
0: i ever steered you wrong
1: of course this is the outlander club I am James Rozzile. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are listening on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that stuff, please give us a subscribe and a rating. And if you're going to rate us, rate us whatever you see fit, as long as it's a five-star rating. It does not. honestly Just give us a rating. That helps us out greatly. This is The Outlander Club, where we speak to Star Wars fans about their Star Wars fandom from beginning to end and how it all happened. Today, I've got the co-host of the Hyperspace Hangout. You might know him from Rebel Watch. His name is Ezra Kirk. Leave that to me. I'm joined now with Ezra Bridger. Not quite, not quite. <laughs> we got Captain Kirk is joining me. You just got, like, uh, all all ends of, of uh, fandom spectrum in your name. You Star Wars and yeah. Star Trek right there.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm worried you're going to offend people with the Captain Kirk thing already. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. So, am I, am I in Star Trek-verse or am I in Star Wars? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, <laughs> how's it going, man?
1: Do you have a preference between the two?
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely have the the whole Star Wars thing. What's funny is, is that my mother is uh, um, a Trekkie, a huge Trekkie, and so that was kind of weird. Like I really, when I got into Star Wars, it was kind of funny how how that happened because she wasn't as into it, but was it was almost like a betrayal to, to the family.
1: You've let down <laughs> your your family name. <laughs> it lives in yeah. Because well, let's talk about that a little bit. You are, uh, th- let's talk about your podcast, the Hyper. Space yeah. Hangouts, why don't you talk about a little bit about that and how that came to be
0: Yeah, so I started that with uh, with my good buddy uh, Matt um, he's, I just grew up with him, Matt Brady uh, I, I do a couple podcasts with him actually, some uh, Game of Thrones podcast a gaming podcast and different things, so um, we decided to, to do some, some Star Wars stuff and it's like what, the name kind of says it all, Hyperspace Hangout it's just, we literally just talk about um, our favorite things in star wars you know it really doesn't have like a, we're not really diving deep into the books or whatever like it could be collecting it could be video games star wars stuff it could be um i don't know, like the tv show and stuff so yeah it's it's hyperspace hangout and uh what we what we do is we kind of uh had people send in transmissions or emails and we really just either one read their origin story or two we uh, have them send us like theories and stuff and it's really us kind of commentating less on the news about star Wars. We have like a quick little segment for the relay station and we're always behind. We're never like, you know, caught up on the news because star Wars is just always constantly, uh, constantly moving. And there's so many things happening. Uh, But if something big happens, we, we kind of commentate on it, but really we like to talk about what got people, you know, why they're still into star Wars and just sort of um, some of their favorite things. Like, you know, who's your favorite character, favorite scene. And, uh, it's really kind of driven by the transmissions that we get from people. So yeah, it's a little bit different and we're still trying to figure it out. I think we're in episode six right now. So um, that's, it's been a little different, but it's, it's got legs and and we're, we're having fun with it and it's, it's really just a big hangout. So um, real, really chill. So
1: that's awesome. I can't uh, tell people enough to check you out. I subscribed on the Apple podcasts myself, I'm a huge subscriber. But obviously, it's yeah. like It's talking Star Wars. We're going to talk about Star Wars today. I don't know yeah. if you're ready for it. If this is a hardcore trivia show, I lied to you. <laughs> it's all going to be Star Wars trivia the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, we're going to get into it. Uh, oh, we're going to have yeah. some fun here. Uh, before we start, how yeah. many um, Star Wars celebrations have you been to now?
0: Yeah, so I have been to... Hmm. just just the two I like to pretend that I was at the one in in Europe because I followed it so closely when they first did the the live stream so um that was when Alden Ehrenreich came out for for the whole solo thing and they were over in London I think and uh kind of following that so that's that's when we on our YouTube channel we really got into it and then in my younger years I we Just kind of followed it from afar, articles, and would see pictures, and was so jealous. And I'm like, "How do I get to something like that? how do How do I go? You know, I just just didn't know. And I was still uh, in college and things like that. So, but yeah, I've been to two. I went to the one down in Orlando um, a couple years back, and then most recently was out in Chicago and ran across Andrew Fantasia of all people.
1: (laughs) We don't like to talk about him here. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes, Andrew Fantasia. Actually, I so we kind of connected you and Andrew kind of connected before you got there however it yeah, seemed yeah. like every time one of you turned your head you ran into each other
0: yeah yeah we, we well I mean he was also just like we would look over and there he was with his with his selfie kind of yes. camera yeah. Uh, you know all, just he had his he has blazer on the one day and I'm just like that's Andrew that's who what that's 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 awesome that's why I was like that's who I want to be look at that he's just going over getting people's reactions and stories and and it was fantastic and yeah we were like Oddly enough, we were like in line next to each other for like several big things, and I'm like, "Well, hey," I was like, "Look back there, there's there's Andrew," it's, and uh, we kind of weighed back and and it was it's always you know more fun to kind of stand in line for two hours with somebody who you know and you can talk Star Wars you know with so um, but yeah yeah we ran into him quite a bit and we were hoping to see you out there too but we just
1: uh ah
0: the the stars didn't align or something nah, you know
1: I I you know what I did try to go until the Wednesday before. I was actually trying to book it but with uh work just it was a new job and you know you just you can't yeah. you can't do it all the time uh, right. but i will be at anaheim that is that is happening yes my tickets are booked my plane is not booked but uh, i will be attending anaheim so we will have to get together there and we'll do yeah maybe we'll do a chicago deep dish pizza just for the sake of yeah. it in anaheim <laughs> just just for, <laughs> for old time's sake what could have oh, been hashtag missed opportunities Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Star Wars, your big Star Wars fan Two celebrations. We're going to get to how you got to those celebrations soon. But first of all, uh, when did you first see Star Wars? Yeah, so this is uh, th-
0: this is a, such a fun story to tell. And I, I really like talking about this because I hadn't really, you know, when you're growing up you don't really think about that question and yeah. then when i got into podcasting and people are kind of asking you and you're you're thinking back to it because it was just what i remember most is like uh reading the books and as i got older you know phantom menace came out and all that kind of stuff but when you really think back um it was i actually watched it the empire uh, i watched empire strikes back and it was on uh, someone had recorded it it was it was early '90s. I think it was like someone had—I'm not even kidding—you re- recorded like an, an episode of like the Incredible Hulk, and then at the end, whatever was left on that VH tape was the first part to um, Empire. And so I'm like watching the Incredible Hulk, and it's just been recorded off TV or something. And I'm—I I'm, I keep going, and it's they're on um, Hoth. You know, you've got Luke out there using the Force, try, trying to get the lightsaber. And, uh, Obi-Wan appears to him and, and I, I'm just blown away. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm a youngster and I remember going to my mom and begging her. I'm like, where's the rest of this story? Where, like, like, I, I want to see the rest of the movie. It just finished. It just cut out. And she didn't know for a while what I was talking about. One day I finally got her to sit down and I had marked the tape. I had taken the tape to my room and then I showed it to her and she, she knew at the time. I don't remember how, I don't know how old I was. I, I want to say it was early like elementary school, um, and yeah, so, so anyway, she knew it was Star Wars, and she went and got me um, a copy of all of the movies. And I didn't, know, I didn't even know there was a first movie. And so, I, I just wanted to watch the one. I wanted to start the one uh, that I had been watching. So like, I would not let my mother put Episode four in. So I started with Episode five, and then I watched five. I was like, okay, what's the next one? And then I watched six, and six ended up just being my my favorite movie ever loved it and for years that's what I would watch was just five and six (laughs) I I, I mean I watched four but I wasn't really as into it and then as I got older I'm like okay I gotta watch them I'm gonna do a little marathon and I would have a couple friends over and we would watch four uh five and six and then what happened was was a little strange so I loved six so much and we would always go to a place called boxcar video it's a little like they took an old like train um boxcar you know, thing, and they had uh, turned it into this little, like, um, movie rental place, and uh, I'd go in there, and I found, I'm I'm just browsing around, and I see Caravan of Courage, and I loved the Ewoks, I was obsessed, my sister would always go in and get, like, Rainbow Bright, or something ridiculous, you know, and so it was, like, almost every other Saturday, it was a thing, we would go in there, she would get her movie, I would get my movie, we both would watch each other's movie, you know, type of thing. And uh she would mix it up a little bit. I always got Caravan of Courage. Always. And I'm kinda like I'm 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 also that type of guy who like I can play this the same song, you know, mm-hmm. twenty times in a row, repeat in my car and I love it and I don't it doesn't get old. So I'm watching Caravan of Courage just over and over again. Eventually the guys at Boxcar were kinda like Nobody else rents this, man. Like no but nobody. And so like they, they told my mom, like you guys can just have. They gave it to me. The guy. They were actually kind of also getting ready to kind of close and and uh, were being run out of town by you know b- bigger. Um, I think it was Blockbuster at the time and then Family Video and stuff. So we they were closing and I think like I was one of the only people who was like renting that that movie and I think we might have paid like a couple book bu- a couple bucks for it and I took it home and I watched it more than I watched like Return of the Jedi. I don't know what my problem was, but but i lo- i loved that movie and i'll never forget that so i'd be reading you know uh, or i'm sorry I'd, I'd be watching all those movies and uh and then i would i would want to know what happened after 6 and that's then how i kind of kind of got into like star wars literature and stuff uh as as i got a little bit older but early on i remember in elementary school that was that was the big deal it was caravan of courage and then return of the jedi uh back and forth i would just watch those so
1: interesting i love that you gravitated yeah. to caravan of courage because i i have my experience i don't know what my experience is exactly but i was obsessed with ewoks the cartoon the movies that i saw um i've said this before i've saw i saw ewoks on ice uh, they skidded yeah. around yeah. it was like <laughs> Ew, there was an ewok obsession that i think uh people don't quite grasp anymore unless you lived in that that time yeah. think you quite understand yeah. what it was and I don't know. There's been I mean, maybe it's similar to the Pokemon obsession of the late nineties, early two thousands, but it was it right. was something incredible but that. So you were a kid during all of that. Now right. um how much time between between your Caravan of Courage obsession and the Phantom Menace was there?
0: Yeah, so let's see. Um gosh, how old was I during Phantom Menace? That's the real question. So um because that came out in, was well, in see, 1999, 90, Nin- yeah. so that was probably early, oh my gosh, it was probably 93, 94 when all of that was going on, I was really getting into into Star Wars, and so, because I remember being able to go to the library and and read the Thrawn Trilogy, and that was early, that was 92, 93, wasn't it? Yeah. Timothy Zahn's, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so So you're getting into Star Wars I, from my dark time of Star Wars when I was getting when I was like my first drop off of the Galaxy Far, Far Away. You're just getting into
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which which I've heard people talk about that, you know, like coming out of the eighties and then into the nineties, like there was sort of that um like like drop off. And it was right before um when did the special edition come out? Was that ninety seven? Ninety seven, yeah. Ninety seven. Yeah, so because I remember getting that and being like, "Oh my!" That's when I really got back into the films and stuff, and was watching them again and and, and everything because that was cool. We were getting hyped for, um, you know, Star Wars Episode One, and and I just couldn't believe that there were books. I couldn't believe that they were telling the story of Luke Skywalker after Episode Six. And so, I remember between early '90s and then between '99, uh, I was reading as much as I could Star Wars books. Now. I wasn't the best reader and so as much as I could my mom would get me like um some of the you know the CDs at the time it whatever what are the cassette tapes I don't even remember what they were but I had an audio edition and I would listen to those cuz I was kind of a struggling reader um growing up and it actually real I was so fascinated by Star Wars that I would I would uh you know I would listen to the tape and I would follow along in the book and so I don't know and but you know as a kid you do weird things like this so I remember starting the Thrawn trilogy, and I remember reading the first and second book. I never really got to the end. I never finished the third book. I, I never <laughs> actually, you know, got there. And then I remember when when other books would come out. I didn't always know whether this was the first book, the second book, or the third book. So it got really jumbled there for a while. I would always, my mom was always trying to make sure I had at least the first book. Because, but if it was checked out at the library, then I would just take the second one, and I would just, I would just try to figure out the story because I didn't want to wait. And, you know, I was, you know, I was like, no, I'm just going to, I need it now. And I want to, I, I'm done with this book. I'm returning it. I want a new Star Wars book. So I would take it. So it was a little bit, it once I got past, uh, through Phantom Menace and got into some of the, um, you know, the, the really got into the prequels. Then I started to go back and kind of piece together in my mind, the timeline of things and what was happening and, and started to understand why there wasn't, um, that we were getting in film, the stories. Before episode four, but then what I was reading uh, a lot of was post episode six, and so that's where I just kind of felt. And, and even when I read today, like I love to read about things that happened after episode six, I'm not as big into the stuff that happened during the Clone Wars and even some of the Old Republic stuff, although I've uh read it, but yeah, so so yeah, I, so yeah, about four to five years there between the Caravan of uh, Courage journey and then uh, Phantom Menace coming out, and that and i tell you, you know, Phantom Menace, for me, it, it, it was a game changer. I daydreamed, like, about Padme for just, I mean, you know, years to come. I'm still daydreaming about her, right? Um, so, I remember, like, leaving there and, and thinking I was, you know, a Jedi and all this kind of stuff, and I was just blown away by the Force powers and lightsaber battle when we got to Phantom Menace. It was, it was fantastic. So, I already had all of that kind of going, and Here's another layer, I guess, uh, that I'll give to you, James. So when I was growing up, I had kind of a kind of like a bone disease. So I had these uh, bone spurs. And I was big into sports. My dad played sports, and so I was super into it. But I would go through periods of time where it was like three months where it was in the summer, and I couldn't um, – I was either in a wheelchair or I was on crutches, and I would have surgery on both legs, and they would remove these bone spurs that were just kind of like – it was it was ridiculous. It's something called like osteochondromatosis, and it's kind of crazy. So even my cousins and uncles and family members have all been kind of like, "Why are you obsessed with Star Wars?" And it's like I couldn't go outside and play, so I sat inside and I rewatched these movies, and I would listen to the books, and then I would, you know, in my mind, I believed the, through the force I can do anything, and so I, I just loved the idea of thinking about myself as a Jedi, um, with these force abilities and it didn't really matter whether I was stuck inside or, or, you know, whatnot, I could really, um, just imagine myself being out there fighting off Sith Lords and everything. So I think that's why I, I continued like, like it never really dropped off for me. Um, it, it did eventually at the end of high school and into college, I kind of got, that's where I will talk later about just drifting away from it for, for a little bit, but yeah, through through like middle school and into high school, it was I was still dealing with all that bone disease stuff, and so I would pick up a book, and that was my escape, if you will.
1: So Star Wars so. was like a gateway for you in a lot of ways, from getting kind of away from your reality of not being able to do what you wanted to, and now you yeah. get to go ahead and live live in this galaxy far, far away. And it's funny, I always talk about what is Star Wars and how we all have these different perceptions. Perce- perception of what star wars is and yours Mm -hmm. seems to be this world that you created yourself based on the expanded universe at that time
0: yeah absolutely i mean because when you're dealing with i mean your friends are out doing their thing and, and my cousins are out playing basketball and doing stuff and in the field and and i couldn't go do that so it, uh, yeah, you, you kind of, what, what, it, what are you going to do? And when, and when you have something like star Wars at your fingertips and I was already obsessed with it beforehand, it already felt good. It felt, it was really easy just to slip back into and to go to that world and, and to think about those things. And it helps you get through, um, those times that are a little bit harder. So, uh, yeah. And that's sort of where I remember I had a, had a buddy who was also super into star Wars and I'm not trying to say that I'm like an expert or anything, but like you know when you when you read the books and you're really into it and, and you watch the movies hundreds of times, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so like like I I uh, would talk to some of those guys and I kind of hid my 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 that side of me for a little while because they would want to talk about Star Wars and then I would just be dropping some of this this knowledge and they'd be like, what? I was almost too nerdy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was kind of like, <laughs> so I. I i had that going for me i had a close cousin growing up who i didn't really care whether he and i would read the same books and play the same video games and we could really talk openly and freely about all of this and uh and then as i as you get older you realize it's cool to be a nerd and it, it doesn't really matter but in middle school and high school i had to be careful about how much uh how much i dropped on everybody you
1: know when it came to star wars but but yeah so definitely now so th- the special editions come out you are you're Deep into the lore of Star Wars, were you excited about the special editions? Because you were still fairly young, and did you go see them in the theater?
0: Uh, no, I did not get to go see them in the theater, and I was not upset because I didn't know any better, really. And so that's that's the god's honest truth. So I once I got the special, I just I, that was my new watch. You know the the old VHS. Um, tapes are in the back closet stored away because I've got the new uh had had the gold um the gold edition you know didn't have the white didn't have the widescreen but that's okay um so yeah and I I I loved it and I just sort of um I noticed differences and and then when I would hear other friends talk about it and when I would read just um you know about Star Wars and stuff and the changes that were made I was like oh that's kind of cool but I really didn't didn't care as much because I was just more into the story. The story is the same. It's a better, cleaner um, edition. And I say better, and, you know, uh, <laughs> gotta be careful. Point <laughs>
1: point of view. It's better from a certain point of view.
0: Yeah, from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it it didn't bother me uh, as much, and that was that ended up being my go-to. That was the that was the box set that I uh, watched from you know from then clear until. DVDs came around and stuff, so yeah, it didn't it didn't upset me, and it got me prepped and ready to go for uh, for the for the Phantom Menace, and it kept me kept me going uh, through all that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I now 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 I like to look back and look at the differences, and I like to go back and see the changes that were made, and I better understand what George Lucas was trying to do, and and I love that he's actually in in some ways listening to him talk at Celebration, and then listening to David Filoni talk about how he was always Trying to improve and get better, and just he kept telling you know Dave to not be afraid, just to push the envelope a little bit. And it's like he he felt like he needed to go back and and tweak and change some of that stuff. And so I just like to kind of hear from him what why he did those things or what he wanted to get uh, out of it. And you know, so I think it's neat. Um, But yeah, and there were so many different like little things that he was changing throughout those years. Uh, My buddy Matt recently brought up the laser disc like yes. the laser discs um yeah and i'm like what was that i mean i i was lucky enough to have a vhs and <laughs> so he was kind of telling me about it and how just looking at like highest quality that you could watch it on but yet was kind of in between there wasn't that was still the old um that was before special edition and stuff, right? I don't yeah, really know. Yeah,
1: that was very early on. And they, I never had one because I don't know anybody that had a laserdisc player. But they were the yeah. size of <laughs> of records, and, right, and right. They, apparently it was like the best quality. They were better than DVD quality, I believe, and they were just phenomenal. But I, I don't think I've right. ever actually even seen one played in front of me. I've seen the discs and I've seen the players, but I've never seen one uh, displayed on a TV before.
0: Right. Yeah, we were looking some up on eBay and trying to find a couple because I was he was, we went down this rabbit hole of of he was obsessed with with that and trying to watch it in the highest quality, but then also the closest you could get to the original before all the special cuts and everything. And I was just like, wow, all right, so we might try to pull that off one day, but um, it's just archaic, you know. So,
1: yeah, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so.
1: So but, with The Phantom Menace coming it obviously was a a prequel to everything and you were deeply into the EU which was after episode uh, after the the Jedi episode 6 as you said. Yeah. Uh, how excited were you for The Phantom Menace knowing that it was going to be in a different era of Star Wars and did you stay did you watch the trailer earlier did you kind of just like the the special edition in the theater did yeah. you just kind of wait to see that organically?
0: Yeah, I remember seeing um the 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 promos for it really more like the merchant like the the cups yeah. at you know burger king and and the and things like that that were happening um and that's really i knew there were there were posters out and, and star wars was coming back and so and friends at school were talking about it more so so I really didn't see like a you know, like a trailer or anything beforehand, and I just went in and watched it um with uh <laughs> It's, it's it's funny cuz like it's it was my grandma my mom we forced them to go and my uh, a couple of my cousins we all got together and we went and watched uh Phantom Menace and our minds were just blown i remember like hearing my my grandma um talk about that for years to come just how how crazy excited we were and like they had no flipping clue what was going on um but we were talking about it, trying to make connections and so to them that was just it was really cool to kind of hear my grandma's perspective on like what it was like to be around all these kids who were just super into this and they took us out to eat and we just kept talking about it. And then for days to come, the obsession just it just grew from there. It was, you know, I mean, you, I, like I'm already obsessed with it. Right. Yeah. And and then you have it's all the to see the Jedi do the things that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were doing. And then to have Darth Maul for a youngster because I was probably, let's see, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 11 or 12, I think when that came out uh phantom menace i think somewhere around there and anyways it was just you know i was i was losing my mind losing my mind and then so because after that i remember reading the jedi apprentice series so you know the obi-wan uh it was like a young reader thing it was like 19 little like junior novels and it was it was uh qui-gon obi-wan how they kind of you know came together as master and apprentice, um their whole journey Qui-Gon's former apprentice who turned to the dark side and they all had to fight and everything so yeah I I became obsessed with with that um in between Phantom Menace and and then going into Attack of of the Clones so yeah that was that was that was that was a good time that was I remember just going on vacations like reading those books and begging my mom to like buy another book and uh so yeah but I bring those books up far too often. I don't know why. I always bring up the Jedi Apprentice books, and there there were actually more that I never read, which were the um, after Attack of the Clones. You had you had the Jedi Quest books, the junior novels. So I'm I'm a reading teacher, and so I teach kids uh, who are kind of struggling readers, and I wasn't really sure. I have some boys who really like Star Wars, and and they're really into. Um, like rebels and the Clone wars and all that kind of stuff and i i brought in my old books and we started reading from the beginning about obi-wan and qui-gon and how they got together they still land they love them i mean those are out of you can't find those anymore and so i brought the jedi apprentice books in and the kids just love them that's just kind of taken off and it's it's a thing they, they they actually going into this year i have we still have to get through like five or six more of them uh this this coming year because they were um Freshmen last year and then sophomores this year and it's funny because they're in high school um but they're they're readers that are at their level and uh they just love the story so you know they're good little books a little plug for anybody who's uh wanting to get somebody uh into into reading if you're a junior reader or what have you
1: hey timeless stories so. are timeless for a reason right they they yeah. it doesn't matter how long they've been around or how old the reader is you will enjoy them regardless and that's all that's awesome right. it's awesome that it that it enhances their reading that I wants them to get into reading because i think reading and this side akbar i guess but it's being lost on people right nobody reads anymore everything is online or audiobooks yeah. and whatnot and it's sometimes right. it's, i can't do audiobooks personally i just i just cannot go at their yeah. pace it's not my thing i have to do my own uh, did you get the right. novelization right. for the phantom menace
0: um yes but for some reason it just and i remember reading some of that but I yeah it I I like it's one of those things like I had it just to have it and it's on the shelf and that's really because I kind of already knew that story and so I really didn't I didn't get into what the novelizations could could bring um, yeah and, and honestly until the Force Awakens came out like I didn't I wasn't reading any of the I would read all the other books but if it was about the um, if it was yeah, like the novelization version, I just I didn't read those. I bought them, and so it's kind of a weird thing. I don't know why I did. I don't know why I didn't. But I was like, ah, I know the story. I watched the movie a hundred times, but I didn't realize until later That there's all these like, extra little nuggets in there. And it's like, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I thinking?
1: <laughs> I think you just wanted um, to have it because it was it was part of that experience that you had. It's big, yeah. speaking of the experience that you had. You said that really instead of the trailers and TV spots and all that, for you it was the merchandise. It was the, the Burger King or Nachos, Doritos, whatever it yeah. was. I, did you did you try to to I guess that age you wouldn't necessarily be collecting, but did you try to get your hands on those on those pieces of merchandise? Uh, yeah, and you know, like now that I'm older, I've gone back
0: and like you know things that like when I went, I remember when I went from high school to college. A lot of my Star Wars stuff. Like stuff that I had kind of boxed away that was super like no one's ever going to throw this away or whatever that stayed. But I found out like some of my cousins took some of my toys, <laughs> some of my old, you know, like I, I have some missing things and I, and I came back and I never want to make anybody feel bad. So but I'm like heartbroken because I'm like, where is that? I'm actually still missing my episode um, uh, uh, five out of my out of my VHS gold pack. And I'm like, where is that? I know that I loaned it to a cousin, and it's one of those things that, yeah. So I came back from from college a few times, like, where's all my stuff? Um, but yeah, because I I would keep like like I had an old um, Burger King cup, I think I had a couple uh, little promotional things from the Phantom Menace that were just coming out in like restaurants and stores or wherever, and I had like a, a, a stack or a pile of that, and some of it made it, some of it looked like junk, I think, to my mom, and oh, yeah. some of it got thrown, some of it got thrown out. And I'm just like, God dang it so now when i see it at celebration when they've got those you know little knickknacks and stuff i'm like yep grabbing that because i can i literally can see it and it takes me right back to um a memory i have of driving you know going through the drive-thru or being with my my mom or grandma and and like picking that up or whatever so um and also the the toy wise so i'm trying to think what line that was in the in the early 90s the um Oh, what what were the toys that were coming out the, the Luke and the Han and the Leia it was f- something force
1: Oh the force li- was the force link
0: Was that what it was? Maybe. Uh, so anyways, I I I was really into just I wanted Star Wars toys. That's all I wanted. I I every Christmas, every birthday, and my my birthday happens to be right next to Christmas. So I was just like Power of the I, Force. Sorry, g-
1: Power of the Force.
0: Power of the Force. That's what it was. Power of the Force. Yes. Um so I had a lot of those. And I had cousins who were older than me who had some of, like, the original Kenner, you know, toys and stuff. And I never quite understood at the time, like, why those were still in the box. Why the heck we, like, some of them were played with, some of them were loose. And I was allowed to play with some of those things. And I even have a couple of them that were given to me by um, a couple older cousins. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I want all of that. I want all Uh of those you know, uh, original toys plus power of the force stuff. I still actually have most of my power of the force, um, you know, toys that, that in, in a box in my storage unit somewhere that were just super cool. Um, some were still in packages, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Um, and then some were, were uh, a lot of them were, were kind of loose and stuff. And then some got sold in the yard sale. And I'm just like, how, where, where was I not? Why was I not monitoring my, my all my star Wars, uh-huh. you know, memorabilia and stuff. <laughs> So I guess I'm out trying to get a college degree and then come back and <laughs> people didn't realize how important it was to me. So
1: well, I, um, Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have that experience too, where they had the Star Wars stuff and then one day it just was gone. And, yeah. and the thing is, look, it was a different era too, right? Nobody knew That these were going to come back in style at any point because it was all new, right? It had never been done before. This wasn't people collected comics, but they didn't really collect comics. You know, they just kind of all of a sudden were like, "The comics worth a million dollars." We were like, "Oh, I need to start collecting," and now, and now everything is oversaturated. And you know, it's a it's a unique period of time.
0: Right, right, and you know, you brought up comic books. I think some people would wonder if I had read any of the comic books, and I actually was not a comic book person. I don't know why. I think my mom was always trying to push me to be a better reader and stuff. So like yeah, those were those can be a good tool or whatever, but I never got into the comic books. And now that I'm older, I've gone back and and have been looking at um trying to get some of the older comics and even some of the so some of the old old Marvel stuff and then into then it went to dark horse, right? It is it, of the comic books they had like a time and period where I think Dark Horse was running a bunch of Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. and those are really cool. Um, <clears throat> I like kind of finding those, but it's hard to be a Star Wars collector. you know you got to really dedicate to this and and i've 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 realized i've I've skirted close to um, being obsessed. I mean my collection now is just Star Wars books, like the actual um, just the novels so i'm I'm collecting those and and I started with the toy stuff and I'm like, there's just too much, there's yeah. just too much and cardboard is way too expensive so i'm (laughs) gonna kind of steer steer clear from that for for a little while and i get the ones that i like the ones that are really cool uh to me like i went down we have a store in uh columbus ohio it's called i think it's called big fun and this guy is like known for his star wars collection and there's just just a crap ton of star wars toys in there so i went down i said i need all the original ewok toys all of them (laughs) and he, he signed me up on this list, and he was like, all right, well we're missing one or two, he gave me what he had, I bought those, and then he's been calling me as, as they um, you know come in and stuff, so uh, that's been kind of cool. and this is going to sound even weirder, but like for like my niece Rachel and stuff, I wanted to go get. I saw these like the, the Ewok like plush toys, and I was obsessed with those. like I had one um, like my sister had one. I don't know. I had there was we had when I was really young had had one for some freaking reason. But they're they're awesome. And I'm like, why? So I I saw a guy at at, um, at celebration down in Orlando who had a whole booth dedicated to like literally that's all he sold was was Ewok stuff. And it was wow. just all these Ewok plush toys. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, th- it was only like Bright Tree stuff. And I'm just like, this is who this guy's amazing. So I, I wanted to be that
1: guy. So well, the future's still bright. You got plenty of right. time to become. <laughs> that guy let's move on now to uh, attack of the clones because you saw like the thing that that really for me is when i saw uh, the phantom menace i was i think in my last year of high school and then by the time attack of the clones came i was in in college so you're younger than that so how did that experience go from phantom menace to attack of the clones how did you stay were you interested in attack of the clones after seeing after that three-year gap still and how did you maintain that was it still you know, I don't even know what books were coming out at that point, but did you stick with those? Yeah, I mean, actually, I kind of, hmm,
0: th- this is where it starts to get kind of scattered. You remember I said that, like, when you would go to the library and you would pick up a um, a book and you would you would kind of start to, to read it. I didn't really know where it fell in the series. All of that Clone War, you know, Shatterpoint, um, Rogue Planet. Uh, those were a couple books that i that i had read and i didn't know anything about like the connection between rogue, rogue planet and all of the uh stuff with uh later on like the usen vong and all that kind of you know cr- craziness i i wasn't making any of those connections yet i was just kind of reading the stories to read them and so i read a few of those but I, it was so scattered and i just didn't have time cuz i was in going us see this 2002 so where was i i was about to go into high school i think i was Freshman, yeah. So, I'm in. I'm super into playing sports and stuff like that, and trying to trying to be somewhat normal. Even though I was still in the orchestra, you know, I would, I would be I'd play linebacker in football, and then I would go pick up my 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 viola and uh, play in a quartet. Oh, yeah, you know,
1: football so. <laughs> musician and then Star Wars nerd. Like, yeah. what a what a <laughs> trifecta! <that> Whatever. Is.
0: <laughs> it just it's so weird, and people are like, "You just you're just a weird dude." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is what it is. Figure so, yourself out." <laughs> but,
1: yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Where, where, where do you no, want way, to? No, I think that's yeah. actually awesome though you can. That you had all those different yeah. aspects rolled into one. It's
0: it's just a little weird. So I I kept it going just by reading a couple of those those books, and I would see them come out at the library or you know at the, at the store. And a few of them I bought because I'm getting a little bit older, and I can I had um, especially after Attack of the Clones came out. You know I'm getting a job uh, working at Hardee's, working at Long John Silver's, and so I had my own money, and I was buying my own you know Star Wars books at that time. Um, but I think that's something people kind of forget is that like. Growing up, I mean, we, if you didn't have the money to go buy this stuff, I mean, unless you had parents who were going to just buy everything for you. Like now, a, a new book comes out for Star Wars. I have it the first day, the next day I'm reading it, boom, we're talking about it and whatever. Um, and even before I started podcasting, as you get older, like, well, yeah, I'm going to go grab that book and I'm not going to tell anybody that I have a secret stash and collection that I'm, that I'm working on as, as an adult. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I remember still going with kind of my cousins that uh, my one cousin. Luke, who I was really close with, and we would always talk Star Wars, and and then a few of my buddies, I kind of let in on the whole, uh, you know, the, the guys, the, the the two buddies who went with me to Phantom Menace, you know, we went again to to Attack of the Clones, and yeah, I don't know, I don't really have, a like, that was a busy time, uh, moving from middle school into high school, and I, I was, it was epic, I, I really enjoyed it, and I remember as much as I could, I would still read some of those uh, novels, but then I started working and, and stuff after that, and so it got a little bit a little bit tougher to kind of keep up with some of the reading and and everything but yeah still still was obsessed i remember though not being like you know like like now we talk about attack of the clones we're like ah is it is where does it rank you know is 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 it a good movie at the time that's what we had and i loved it you know i was sort of like this is cool this is really cool there were some corny lines and i knew even sort of like the romancy stuff was a little bit you know a little bit too much but what made up for it was Yoda versus Count Dooku. I'm like, this is this is amazing. This is cool. You know, and so and then having to go and figure out who Count Dooku was, those little mysteries were kind of cool. You know, later on we'll talk about General Grievous and, and when, when he's developed and um so so after Attack of the Clones, what was when was the animated wasn't there an animated
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, movie the, the year after, I think. No, it was an animated movie, it was a little show. I uh, just called, I think that was just called Clone Wars. Or that was The Clone Wars. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. I never remember which crumbier. one's called The Clone Wars. Is, is The Clone Wars the Filoni one or is he just Clone Wars? I think he's just Clone Wars. I th- Okay, I
0: got it right here. So, Star Wars Clone Wars is the 2003 TV series. Yeah. And then Star Wars The Clone Wars right. is the 2008 TV series. Yeah. So, yeah, the 2003 one, I definitely didn't. I I. I would see it here and there and would, I, I never followed it really didn't quite understand it so I was still just into reading the books and I don't know why I thought those were uh, more fun and I, I didn't really watch a lot of TV so that was part of it like we would either um, be on a vacation or a trip and that's when I would pick up a book and just kind of kind of read or whatever and so and you know in school you always have like uh, we had something called like accelerated reader where you had to like score points by reading books on your own and so I'm like well I'm reading all these Star Wars books to get my points and and taking the quiz and so but yeah so so that happened afterwards and I remember my cousins my younger cousins were more obsessed with that and really um would would talk about watching that uh yeah was it three seasons on Cartoon Network it's saying it's uh 25 I think it was two seasons episodes two seasons was it two yeah, it was okay two, yeah
1: volume 1 and volume 2 They're okay, impossible okay. to find on DVD now uh unless you get yeah. the PAL version from France uh there uh, for volume 2 I have volume 1 but not volume 2 that's, how, that's okay. how life goes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I, I, I <laughs> didn't, I don't even, I, think, I don't think it was very easy to find in Canada to watch that. It might have been, and I might just not have known about it, but I just bought the DVD for volume one right away. I was like, oh, I got to have yeah. this in my life. But just like you, I found I was more into uh, reading the stuff than, than watching that uh, show for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know what it, what it was necessarily, but did you get any of the, uh, any collectibles from, from McDonald's or Burger King or any of the action figures for attack of the clones?
0: No, you know, I, I, I really didn't. That was a time where I'm not saying I, I was just super busy and I, I wasn't, um, yeah, I would just grab, I honestly just remember gr- grabbing a couple of the novels afterwards and stuff. And that was really it. I, I did not get any more toys and I, like like even when we were just talking about the the TV show there I kind of thought that was cartoony and you know I'm trying to be cooler and so I I just you know kind of took it surface level um, but yeah I don't really remember having a whole lot like like Phantom Menace I like we said I I had a bunch of you know uh, stuff from that but but now nah, after 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 Attack of the Clones no nah, not really it wasn't until like Revenge it will it will pick back up that's when I really um, go a little crazy so. <laughs> Right before I right before I go off to college, you know, one last hurrah and let let the cat out of the bag, let let the mine knock out, and let everybody know that <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Right before I graduate, right
1: before. So let's get right to this. So you're about to graduate, yeah. But just before that, Attack of the Clones was coming in. You go through your high school year. You're reading the books. You're playing yeah. you're playing sports. You're in bands. You're loving Star right. Wars. I'm you're probably a big poker player. Probably were amazing at crabs. <laughs> you know, you just did everything. It didn't yeah. matter what it was. You had no genre. You were not going to be pigeonholed to anything.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it just yeah? So so we, were you still obsessed with Star Wars heading into Sith?
0: Yeah, and actually, so I think that was my junior year going into senior. I think maybe it was just senior year, and we were. That's when I kind of let the cat out of the bag. I, I started to, um, my senior year I had like another knee situation with my my whole bone disease and stuff. It was one of the last surgeries that I had, and because it was kind of a like. But bone disease where, like, as I'm growing and my growth plates are still kind of, you know, uh, closing up and stuff, like, that's when it was a big issue. Now, you know, it's it's, it's not as much. It's more of an adolescent type of uh, thing. And so I ended up not being able to play my senior year of football. And it was, like, it was ridiculous. It was kind of like I knew going into my junior year into senior year that it wasn't going to happen. And so I started something called uh, Chess Club. It, I just started this Chess Club. And I got it approved, and it really was kind of a, a front for just a games club, a nerdy club. We we played. Ch- I mean, I played chess because I knew how to play, and my buddy Tom uh, knew how to, knew how to play, and so we would play. Um, everybody else just kind of came and cracked up in some dues and got some donuts, and we we watched movies and hung out, and you know, we just kind of took over the high school there. We had a small little high school, <laughs> and uh, but then I remember going into my senior year, and the, the chess club just kind of like took off. You know, we're the upperclassmen, and I'm just sort of like, you know what? Nobody could tell me what to do. I'm I'm the coolest kid in the school. I mean, not, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm like I'm I'm, I'm big dog now. Yeah. So, you know, who's who's going to make fun of me? A bunch of these underclassmen. So, that's when you start to kind of say, I'm just going to be who I am. And like this is no joke. Uh, my buddy Mike uh, from Rebel Watch, actually we were in orchestra together and we used to kind of hide our instruments so we would have to bring them into school you know and we would hide them in our lockers and like last period of the day we'd be going to like orchestra and we would tell everybody that you know we're just kind of like hey where are you guys going like ah we're going to study hall man don't worry about it you know like we'll see you later we're always tardy because we did not want to be uh watching you know having kids watch us walk in the hallways with our instruments but then senior year we just kind of like didn't give a crap you know we were just sort of like all right we're just gonna let let this out and just be who we are and people loved it so we had like chess club and so the setup here is that We had something called a form show. It's kind of like a, I don't know. We had like a form court where some talent show, if you will. And every year the seniors would do some type of skit, and our senior class like wasn't going to do one. We just were kind of lame, and I was like, "This is we're not going to be lame. We're not going to be the senior class that doesn't do a skit." So, I did the. I got a bunch of my friends together, and we did this um, huge rap battle. We did this huge. uh, What was that called? The uh, we got Death Star. The whole. Uh, Star Wars rap battle back. Let me see here. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was like you know Luke's talking. He's like Yoda, why are you being a player hater? You <laughs> know all this kind of stuff. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember that. That was um, I actually I don't remember some,
1: that. I, well, I, it was maybe if I heard it, I maybe, but no, I don't. remember, I think that.
0: it's called Star Wars Gangster Rap. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and it was something that we just kind of found on was it youtube or something i don't know where somebody brought this to my attention they're like you know because they knew that i like star wars like as have you seen this and i'm like no what the heck is this and then i saw it and i thought i wanted to have a big lightsaber like like choreograph like a lightsaber fight and and go in and just just go nuts but we thought on the front end of this what we'll do is we'll kind of we'll do the battle to i had a buddy who could mix some music and he mixed in a really nice um Duel of Fates in between. Like, we stop the rap and then we break out into Duel of Fates and we had this big, big battle. Yeah. And so I remember all of that being like hyped around revenge and going to see that movie with like all of my high school buddies. And when we were doing the form court, actually, no joke. James, if I can find it, I will find a link on YouTube. We have actually recorded this and it's on this big stage. I think we had something like 30 people involved. All of us have lightsabers and it's this 30 person like uh 30 students just we had some members out in the audience like st- like staged out there they're sitting there acting like they're just watching the play and then they then when the music hits for duel of the fates like they stand up and we all start fighting it's it's freaking nuts it's it's insane um one of the best things i i ever did and and from there like i star wars was kind of cool right i mean people were like revenge was coming out and i'm a senior so i don't really care what anybody thinks and and it just kind of felt felt good to get that out so we we choreographed that we had a uh, Mike was uh, my buddy. Mike was Luke Skywalker. You know, he was he was in a rap battle with Darth Vader. And then uh, my buddy Matt and I were. I was Obi Wan. He was Qui Gon Jinn. And we fought my buddy Tom, who was Darth Maul, uh, right up there on the main stage. And it was like the big choreographed fight. Awesome. It was so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But in the, for that all was. I don't remember exactly what it was before or after revenge. You know, because I graduated in two thousand six. So let me let me. Help me, help me recall here a little bit. So Revenge...
1: 2005, five, I want to say.
0: Was it? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, 2005. So, okay. So, yeah, so we had gone and seen that, and then going into senior year, we were still hyped about it, and um, I remember I had a, a friend of mine, Tiffany, um, Tiffany at the time, Marcel, from uh, Swish and Flick podcast, a Harry Potter podcast. She had never seen a lot of my buddies, like Mike, who I, who I hosted uh, Rebel Watch with, they hadn't seen Star Wars really. And so I but I remember before we did that skit, you know, Revenge came out and I'm pretty sure he was one of the people who came to Revenge of the Sith and hadn't seen Star Wars. You know what I mean? It was one of those yeah. things where I had buddies who came and watched episode 3 and they hadn't they didn't know what Star Wars was really. And during that senior skit, we did like a marathon. So we were after school as a part of the air quote chess club, um we'd be in there, we'd have the chess boards out, but we were just watching Star Wars. And, uh, or something else nerdy. Somebody would throw in a cartoon, something funny like He-Man or something stupid, you know? And yeah, so we, so we did a marathon. I got everybody kind of prepped and, and all caught up in Star Wars. And I just remember the obsession among my friends kind of took off. Like they were, like I have a lot of friends now who like tell me to this day that like they got into Star Wars because senior year I was doing movie marathons. We did like a, a huge weekend a marathon thing. We started it at school. We finished it over the weekend and uh then we then we decided to do the senior skit that uh the rest of the senior class wasn't willing to do and then we you know i don't know so that that was that was revenge that's where i that was sort of my and it's weird because that's sort of my last hurrah then i go to college and not much is going on right because you know Star Wars is really, there's books being made and stuff uh be, uh being written and and some games and stuff but there's not like there is no episode seven. George kept saying, like, it's not going to happen. Yep. And I kept telling folks, it's going to happen. I swear to God, I have witnesses, James, that I kept saying for years, like, no, no, no. Just give it time. There's no way. They're definitely going to make this, this story. And, uh, uh, and I really didn't believe myself when I said it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was super, super pumped. That's like my last hurrah. Then I, w- then I go to college. I go down to Ohio State and, and um, you know, kind kind of drifted away from Star Wars, honestly.
1: Well, yeah, the Revenge of the Sith was touted as the final episode. We weren't going to get any more Star Wars, obviously. However, yeah. there was a lot of time. To- I mean, obviously, the Clone Wars happened on Cartoon Network with Dave Filoni coming on board. And then there was also yeah. talk of the live-action show Star Wars Underworld where Rick McCallum's like, we're going to do it. It's good. We have all the scripts. It's going to happen. Yeah. Did you follow any right. of that before going dark?
0: So the only thing that I knew about, um, it was sort of for my younger cousins who were still – you know, I was just really busy with college and stuff and they would keep me up to date on like the Clone Wars and would talk about that when, when he was coming on board and then what was it, two thousand eight or something, seven or eight, when that was really getting ramped up. And so I graduated in college, I think two thousand and nine or two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. And so yeah, I just I was I was out of it and really didn't quite know uh, what was going on uh and, and with all of that I would see an episode here or there and I I kinda thought it's a cartoon You know, I I really thought that, and I was like, eh, I don't know, not for me. I'm sure it's just something for kids, and there's really nothing nothing there story-wise. Boy, was I wrong! I was so wrong, and I'm 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 glad that I was. You know, like going back now and and watching it, it's it's amazing. I I didn't really, I remember watching like season like right when I got out of college, and I was kind of doing my thing, and I'm I'm back. I moved in with Mike and got a teaching job and everything. We moved down to Columbus and. Uh, I remember like us pulling up Star Wars and and pulling up um, just sort of reading up on things that were happening at celebrations, for example, and and realizing that there are panels out there that you can go to and and all this stuff. I'm like, what is this? You know, like I want to go to one of those things someday and then trying to get caught up on the Clone Wars. And so it was really a catch up period for me. I was just trying to go back and, and piece by piece figure out how to be an adult, how to actually. You know, teach and and show up to work on time and all that kid stuff, you know, and and then uh, in, in my spare time try to go back and catch up on on the Clone Wars and some of the some of the novels that I missed. So that was that was what that was like for a, while. and that was that was it was that way for a while until until Disney. So do you know
1: where you were and what your reaction was when Disney made that huge purchase?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Where was I? I remember. I, I remember calling my buddy, Tom. I don't remember exactly where I I know that I was, um, uh, I think I was, I think I was, I was home. I was back visiting uh, my mom and dad. And I remember calling my buddies in, in Mount Vernon. Cause that's where I'm from. And um, even though I'm still working in Columbus, I'm back. That happens. I remember calling them and saying like, like it's, it's almost like, I didn't say I told you so, but I was, you know, kind of <laughs> saying like, guys, like and I just remember being totally stoked by it. I called my buddy Tom, who was super into it. I eventually called Mike. I called Matt and uh we all kinda talked about it and just were super stoked. And we were you know, the questions start to be asked, like, what well, what's it gonna be? Like who's who's running it? I mean, are they gonna continue the big question was right when it's announced, like, are they going to continue on? Is this going to be episode seven? I mean, that's what I and I was just like, it, it has to be. It has to be episode seven. They're going to continue on with the story. And then I started doing all the research where, you know, George had said to the original cast back in the day, hey, what do you think, you know, 30 years from now, you want to come back and maybe we'll do the sequels? It's just like, like, what? All that stuff is there, the, you know, back when they were shooting the originals and stuff. And it's just like, it was it was so cool. So, um. Yeah, that's and that's really, Disney's purchase is what got me back into it. We were still playing Battlefront 2. We were still playing some of the games, and we were playing Empire War, and I remember playing more video games like in college and then after college um, leading up to when Disney was making its purchase. There was a, actually a, there was a game that was being developed, a huge game that was being developed for by Lucasfilm. Um, do you remember what that was called? What was that? It was like something... 1313. In, 1313, yeah. that's right. Yes. And it it was never um it looked really cool, oh, yeah. didn't it? It looked it was yeah, it was this action-adventure video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was canceled. So that was and that was because of the the takeover, right? So yeah. the Yeah. Yeah, cuz we were getting hyped for that, and I remember my buddy Matt who's really into uh video games was was talking to us about it and we were getting ready. And I was like, "All right, cool. This is going to be awesome." And then boom, out of nowhere, it's like Disney's taking over. And it didn't even really hurt my feelings that they, when later on after Disney takes over and you, you realize okay here's what's canon here's what's not canon all that kind of stuff didn't really hurt my feelings because I'm like there's more Star Wars at a much higher like we're gonna be getting a lot of crap like it's it's it wasn't just this trickling of like a book here or a comic book series there or a video game um, where Star Wars kind of felt like not dead but I mean we it was over as you said Revenge of the Sith that was that was it and. So then, yeah, I was just hyped because we were going to get more movies, you know, so.
1: I'm glad you brought that up about the books because uh, George Lucas never really considered them canon anyway. And the thing is, is they can say these are not canon and that doesn't stop the books from being the books. They still exist. You can still go to the library, go to the bookstore, go to your your. Kindle, Kobo, whatever site and purchase them. They're all there. You can read them. And it doesn't, I don't think they're diminished at all by not tying into the films. I think the new Disney books are, the the value to them is greater uh, because they're connected to the, to the, the, the movies however I feel yeah, like, yep. I don't feel like all of the books have been that great on that side so I mean you know sometimes if I want to read a good Star Wars book it might not tie into a movie but I'm okay with that because it, it yeah. you know it's a story is a story and it doesn't need to always connect
0: right You know, so I got a question for you because so at one point and as I got older and I was I was kind of you know th- thinking about this I like if, if George were to have gone and done episode seven you know eight and nine he would have wiped the slate clean, anyways, right? I mean, he would have said like the, those stories are, they're fun, but they're just. Well, he did that with know, the prequels I mean,
1: anyway. <laughs> he didn't yeah, care. Exact. He's gonna tell yeah. his own story. He didn't care. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And I I remember there was uh there was a funny little uh, what is it called? It's called uh it's a fan film, Dark Redemption. It's something uh, Mara Jade related. And I remember it was like going into one of the celebrations that that fan film competition, and George like or someone at Lucasfilm disqualified the film because it took place right before episode 4. He's like, "No." He's like, "That's what that's the canvas I'm working with." And I told everyone that, "No, that is not going to work because I am this is a time period where you can't touch it. I'm working on the prequels." And so it's like, "Okay, if he sh- if she if he shifts to the sequels and starts working there, yeah, all that all that, mm-hmm. you know, the Great War, the Second Civil War, all that stuff that happens in Legends is I mean, it's just not going to be there because he's going to write his own story. And I think it's where people get confused sometimes. It's like they're great stories, and it's it's really cool that Del Rey did that. And they had a bunch of authors working together, and they kind of had like a pre-story group type of thing. And and we're working on these arcs and stuff, and um, it was connected in some ways. There were some continuity issues and stuff, but for the most part, it's really well connected, and it's it's cool. It's this other you know universe. But you know, like you said, you can still just go pick that up and read it. I to this day I was just out mowing. Uh, a couple of days ago, and I was um, back in the Thrawn trilogy. I had started it over, and I was I was reading it again because I you know got to get to the third book and actually finally finish the <laughs> Dacon thing. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and they're they're still fun. And what's cool is where I really thought Disney did a, did a great job. So Rebels, when they brought in Thrawn, and they took a character who was already there, who had been developed in the EU, and Timothy Zahn is is just well respected. Everybody loves his his work. They said, yeah, we're bringing that character in. And we're, but we're gonna write our own sort of mm-hmm. um, backstory to this, and we're gonna redo it, make it make it fit in with everything else that we're doing. And that's where I think people should be kind of celebrating Disney and saying, "Ah, that's kind of cool." They're they're taking something that we loved, a character who we who we thought was really cool, and they're bringing. I mean, I have you read the the new Thrawn trilogy that Timothy Zahn has been? I've only read um, the first one. Right, okay, so I, d- in reading the first one, though, did you not feel like at some point you were, like, rooting for Thrawn, and you're like, oh, yeah. this guy's awesome? 100%. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, wait a second, wait a second, I'm i I'm rooting for the guy who was, like, you know, after Luke and Leia and her twins and, you know, Master Sabiath and all this crap that was happening um, in, in, in the EU, but they made me, like, care about this character. Yeah. I, I, I want to know what happens to Thrawn, and, and Rebels did such a good job with, with with all of that, you know, all the way through to the season finale or the series finale so absolutely yeah man i i don't know i i i'm i'm glad that it that it happened and i my first celebration i went to in orlando i had read about some of this stuff the petitions going around to like make separate timelines and all this crazy stuff i'm like i can make a separate timeline or a separate an alternate an alternative um universe or whatever they were trying to call, to, to call it with the extended universe novels and comic books and everything i was like i can do that in my own head yeah i i i can go there and i don't need it to be something that's officially said by lucasfilm or disney or whatever um i can still pick the book up and read well,
1: it. well i think that so. was the one mistake with with kind of xing the the eu was just stopping it why not just let people continue to write these books and just slap the legends tag on it yeah and just let them that, keep going right. like i don't think there's anything wrong with that because the more you get the more your product is out there and then you know you're not going to tick everybody off but you're still going to have these legends things and and like you said they don't have to say this is an alternate timeline but in your own mind you're going to pretend you're going to create it whatever you want it to be and just let this yeah let the story speak for themselves and just kind of do right. it and that was my only thing like i didn't care personally one way or the other i was like oh they want everything to connect that's cool but if they would have been like we'll have anything connect, but we're also going to have these these legend stories continue, I would be like, that's cool, whatever. Like, you know, take my money. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, if they probably well, they're not going to do that, right? But they they could have. They then they could they could still almost do it if they wanted to because it's the story's still there. There's still an ending uh, that we're stopping point. You know, but I don't know. Um, and it, and, it, and it is neat that Story Group has got things kind of connected you know in the last jedi when they were bringing in like the the compass remember they had the whole um oh battlefront was kind of doing the whole ian versio yeah. storyline and, and luke is going out searching for artifacts and stuff and then you he finds a compass or whatever and it ends up being in luke's hut over on two it's like okay that's that's kind of little cool things that you don't it's not overbearing to your mainstream fan but people who have been reading along and following you're like oh cool i know what that is and i know the story to that and and things so yeah it's kind of neat to see those little nuggets yeah that's just there,
1: for but. us and nobody else cares and that's totally yeah. fine with it yes. so three years right. three years after uh disney makes the purchase uh the force awakens is about to come out they've hired jj abrams to write it he's got lawrence Kasdan to come in and help him polish up the script and finish that out no one knows what's around they announced some casting a bunch of no names a bunch of people we may may have not heard of some familiar favorites are coming back in hopefully a big way we don't know. And then in that, uh, I think it was April, Star Wars Celebration hits Anaheim.
0: Yeah. you yeah.
1: Where were you watching that?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure I was either with Mike. You know, I was with I was with Mike because um, we had, let me see, I'm just making sure here, our YouTube channel. It's like before it was Rebel Watch, we had something called like Let's Look It Up, and we were kind of like just just dinking around with like trailer reactions and reacting to sort of like nerdy news it didn't matter if it was um marvel related star wars or whatever we were just like all right cool we just want to talk about everything mm-hmm. and the more we did that i we realized like we're really good at star wars and we really like star wars and we just kind of hyper focused on that but uh yeah i remember i remember being uh you know talking to him about about all of that and talking about the conversation, we learned more. Remember, we learned those details about George sitting down with, like, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and her wanting her daughter to be involved. And, you know, uh, uh, Mark Hamill was out there kind of talking about that conversation, how how cool that was to be invited back. And, yeah, we didn't know any of those characters. And I was just sort of like, what is this going to be about? I mean, what? who, who are these people? And uh, that was sort of the beginnings of my podcasting sort of – YouTubing experience actually, so yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, what did you
1: make of that Chewie Home trailer?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was huge. I mean, I got chills during that. Do you, do you remember the one? Um, the one that really got me though was maybe it was the same trailer. No, I don't know that it was. Where Mark Hamill is doing uh, the whole the voiceover. Um, the force is strong in my family. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. that with the speeder going by. Oh, yeah. For some reason, that got me more than anything else. I don't know what it was. I was, like, almost in tears, just like, oh, my, oh, my God. And I remember, like, talking to my friends about it, and we, we, we reacted to it on Let's Look It Up, and and we did a bunch of trailer reactions, you know, leading into The Force Awakens and, and everything, and uh, kind of following stuff from afar, and it just... Yeah, it, like I don't know the, the 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 Force Awakens is the whole reason I started podcasting. Legitimately, like my first podcast was Rebel Watch, and it was all about Star Wars. And it started actually we were only posting on YouTube. I didn't understand anything about podcasting. I was just sort of like, okay, I just want to talk about this. You guys can go go react to all these other trailers and do fun stuff. I'm I'm just gonna there's so I knew that there was so much coming out um, about Star Wars, and they were building this this uh, new universe with um interconnected comic books and all the, remember all the lead-up novels oh yeah that, that we are had like all the, yeah so that like a journey to I was like okay this is genius and we have stuff to carry us into the film I was like this is good marketing this is just awesome so that's when I was like right, we can do a full just Star Wars show and I, I I regret not doing that before and really I mean I you know because we had from 2000 as you said 2012 to all of this sort of like, when's it coming? What's happening? What's what's going on? And 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 they're trying to get every everything worked out. Uh, I wish we would have been doing more speculation back then and and really tracking down some of the some of the rumors and stuff. But still, I'm I'm just super uh, super stoked during during that time. I just could not get over the trailers. I think that Luke trailer, him him, you know, sort of. And still, none of that was used. That audio was never used, because Luke doesn't say a, a, a damn thing in, yep. uh, in in The Force Awakens, but it was still so cool, because I'm like, who the heck is he speaking to? Is he speaking to Ray? Is he speaking to, you know, because we knew at the time we had this new character, or is he talking to Leia? Uh, we, we just didn't know. And I, we didn't know how they were all going to work together. You had John Boyega, and uh, it was just a, it was really, really exciting time, and I don't know. I, I wish I could have been there for some of those earlier celebrations where Kathleen Kennedy. I heard I would. I was watching some of the reactions to people like they brought pizzas out to everybody standing in line who were like waiting overnight to like get into the big panels. Like they actually showed up her and I think it was her and JJ or somebody. They showed. Up, have, you, have you heard this story? Like people were like outside the convention center, like like it's wrapping around and they're they're bringing them like food and stuff and and just you know the the hype was was real. That's I mean, amazing yeah so i don't did know. you get but, uh, yeah.
1: aftermath the minute it came out on September was it september fifteenth fourth fourth friday the fourth yeah. i think of september twenty fifteen
0: yes oh yeah yeah i I remember that like like that being a a big deal and i I loved aftermath i I thought it was was really good and but I was like a little bit thrown because I'm like wait a second because i'm a, I'm a timeline guy I'm always trying to figure out where does this fit in and I'm like this is like right afterwards this is the like basically the the remnants of the of the empire and Mm -hmm. you know what's how does this lead me into the force awakens but then i I guess i was i was thinking oh it's going to be a lot more closer but then i had to think to myself like okay these actors you know are are, are original um you know luke han leia so much older it's 30 years later all that kind of stuff they're just there's this big gap now a huge gap that they've got to fill in and you know, we we have to learn about, um, Ben Solo and what happened and, and, and we, we have to get there. So that was a great trilogy to kind of set up all that stuff and to talk about, um, the, uh, the emperor and everything. And then wasn't, you know, shortly after that, um, gosh, the battle of Jakku, the whole, uh, battlefront stuff, right. That was all starting to be, uh, inter, interwoven with, with some of that. When did battlefront come out? The, the first, uh, I think that was
1: 2015 as well right a uh, month or do you mean 2015
0: yeah okay okay yeah yeah so because I uh, yeah I remember like that being sort of important that we we could read about um these stories and then okay we actually have like uh battles taking place that we get to kind of see and, and learn more about um Jakku and this place that was going to be in the yeah. movie you know, because it's like that was kind of cool that they, they introduced a whole new world and to help us really understand its significance. And and there's a there's a lot of foundation laid there, I think.
1: Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think they did a great job. How so now, you you know, you got the book, you've read Aftermath, uh, you're playing Battlefront. The movie is being released. When did you see yeah. that movie? Was it opening night? Did you wait a week? Oh, did you yeah. wait for, for, a, for oh. an old VHS copy to come on your front door?
0: Yeah, no, we, 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 we went opening night, um, had all my buddies there together. We, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, I think it was, it was late. It was one of those things like we didn't need to go out at midnight cause you, yeah, they started showing stuff a little bit earlier, but I think it was a midnight showing still. And, um, yeah, we, 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 we were up late and I remember, I think I got in trouble because, uh, I, I, I ended up, when was that? So I like something with work. Let me see here real quick. Um, but anyways, yeah, I remember it was it, it was it was mind blowing. It was just absolutely mind blowing, and the whole the whole cliffhanger thing. I know people had problems with like Luke at the end, and that that being an act, an app, you know, an actual cliffhanger. But I remember walking out of there just like the speculation. We turned our phones on, we turned mics on, we started talking right away about it, and and we're just super hyped. We wanted to like like the question. I think what for for Mike and I, one of the things that one of the first things we did was who left Ray on Who? and it was one of our our big discussions that, we, that that took place right after uh, it came out, and uh, yeah, we just we could not get over some of the questions that that were that were we we dwelled on it clear up to the last Jedi. I mean, the last Jedi has us now dwelling on stuff clear up until uh, the rise of Skywalker. There's still unanswered questions, and I've never. You know, even though we had like in the in the prequels, we we knew where the story was going to go, and I you know we understand that that Anakin is is turning to the dark side and everything, and so with this, I've never been in a position like this. I, I I'd like to think back to when people were there in, in uh, uh, 1977, and and you're trying to figure out what's happening next, and when Empire comes back, and like is Vader lying to Luke about being his father, all that kind of stuff. I can imagine. Like, my buddies and I, back in that time, podcasting, asking those questions, not podcasting, but, you know, just, like, uh, talking about that whole thing. And I, I wonder what that felt like. And I think what's so cool now with the sequels is that I get to experience that. I know what that feels like. I get to I, – I really appreciate when it's released because I've done all this thinking and waiting and I've gone to celebration and uh, I'm reading all the books. It's just – it's a cool time to be – into Star Wars, and I, I don't know. I, I I thought, I think what what was always disappointing is when I was growing up, I would hear people talk about their time with the originals and how what a cool experience that was, to be kind of the to be there in the beginning. i I thought, man, I'm never gonna get anything close to that. And and really, truly, I, I it's 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 I'm you you'll never. Get that magical moment again. It's that, that's an amazing experience, and I love to hear people talk about it. But to me, the closest thing I could get is the sequels now, and and just the hype, the the buildup between each film, and, and everything is has been fantastic for me. It's it's life changing.
1: I think so. the sequels is even more. It's a different experience from the originals in that we've had six other Star Wars films, a, T, a TV series, um, yeah. and and now we have this new this new trilogy coming. Which is the end of something. So just like the originals, we don't know what's next. But unlike the originals, when people went to go see Star Wars in 77, I don't think there was ever a, well, what well we're getting two more you know now we're getting, like well, yeah. well we're getting two more what's going on so it's a different experience and it's uh, i'm not lessening it or making it greater than it. it's just it, it's yeah. a unique experience and i think it's a i'm with you on it though it's a fantastic one because the prequels Anakin's turn to the dark side but in this one yep. what's going to happen is Ben Solo going to get redeemed is Ray going to turn dark what how, like yep. Luke is Luke going to come with his green lightsaber at some point we don't know what's happening <laughs> so yep. there's a lot of questions going on and it's um it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, it, for sure.
0: It it is. That's that's the cool part about it. it it's just it's our own. It, I don't know. It's it's a neat experience to have, and and I love too that um, recently on, on, on hyperspace we've gotten a few transmissions and like audio clips from people who were there, who were like nine years old when it was when it was coming out, and they're still now experiencing this. And so to talk to those people and have them compare, uh, it just it's mind blowing. When you're, you're someone like me, and and you're obsessed with Star Wars, like. I want to hear all those stories. I want to hear what that was like. Yes. I love to to connect with people and, and hear their story their experience and it's just that's why I love that you're doing this james like it's like such a cool thing to capture people's experiences and to document sort of
1: like what their journey has been like i just it's it's huge yeah everyone has everyone you know we've all had our lives impacted by Star wars and some you know we all enjoy it, but we all have these we all experienced it to differently you know we all have different opinions yeah. so I just want what is star wars what what is it teach yeah. us it's all it's all <laughs> different how many times did yeah. you see the force awakens in the theater
0: oh my gosh i know it wasn't quite double digits but it was up there 8 or 9 wow. i mean cuz i was like yeah i was getting it was the joke was that i was that i was going to reach double digits i i i believe um and what's crazy is and people are going to hate me for this but for some reason i i mean i loved that movie but going in like last Jedi I watched even more I, I I went back and watched it over and over and over again I I was obsessed with the last Jedi for some for some odd reason just just because like all of the the layers and in like, the 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 dialogue the writing just like trying to figure out everything that was being said and communicated there and, and, and sifting through it but yeah so eight times I think for the force awaken uh, yeah the force awakens and then um I know it was over 10 times for the last Jedi so wow yeah that's, I know it's kind of it, 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 this is the, those are the things I don't tell my family yeah you know because like like oh well, you're wasting your money and all this kind of stuff like uh,
1: am I I don't know I mean it's, yeah, it's, it's, your, it's valuable to me exactly so. the memories you'll never get those back uh, yeah. okay so a year later this little movie called Rogue One is coming out the first time I I ever caught a glimpse of of uh, let's look it up that's what it was let's look yeah. this up let's look it up let's look it it's up, been yeah. a while yeah. you had those 3d glasses uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first time I ever caught wind was during Star Wars Celebration Europe, uh, and it was the sizzle reel for Rogue One. You did a reaction to that on that channel, and that reaction got quite a v- a lot of views. Actually, I, I think um, yeah, I wasn't yeah. the only one that saw that. Uh, so, right, how excited right. were you for Rogue One, and did it live up to your expectations?
0: Yeah, and, yeah, you're you're right. So that that was when we were we we weren't dinking around anymore we were really trying to like like keep up on star wars and figure out what was happening and and everything and um so the the uh yeah cuz it it was a, a clip where which it sounds like it was cut audio like that didn't make it into the final film it was um it sounded like they like people were dying i remember like that little tiny, tiny—it was a tiny promo clip, like leading right into the panel. And I'm sitting there, and Mike's next to me, and we're kind of watching it. And he's like, "Yeah, just, just let me know when something happens." I'm like, "All right, cool." You know. And then I thought, "Are they opening with the trailer? Is this like a trailer?" But it was just a little quick little uh, promo clip, and it sounded like like it was a war zone. You know, yeah. it sounded like real Star Wars. And I was just blown. I was like, "Are you, are, are you kidding me? People are dying!" I remember afterwards we turned it off and we, we walked away, and I was just like, "Dude, that sounded like." People are dying, and I kept hearing that it, that's they were going for a much more serious, uh, darker movie. And it's we understand the sacrifice that is made to get the Death Star plans from wherever they were, uh, Scarif, which we learned to, um, you know, over over to the Rebel Alliance. And it was just, it was huge. Yeah, that was that was a big turning point for us uh, when when we did that reaction, and I was watching. Um, Hamill himself and I uh, you know we, we were following we, our buddy Tom came over and we just took the whole day um, and, and covered it Friday Saturday and I think into Sunday a little bit and and I was just I was blown away at how much you know the the just the little I didn't understand that there were other little sub panels and I would hear people and see people in the comments talking about you know little like R2D2 Builders Club and things like that I didn't really know what celebration was uh-huh. you know so then I was like, "Wait a second! This is not just like you go see one, two, three big panels. Like you can go see a crap ton of stuff." And after after the live stream switches over back to their kind of their main stage, like there's all this other crap going on. And so that's when yeah, just you know, not, <laughs> I didn't think I could get any more in in into Star Wars, but that was a, a big a big moment. And I was nervous about Rogue One. I was sort of like, I don't know, you know, you're doing this standalone. Um, when does it take place? Like it's cool. I, I liked the idea about the story, um, the guy taking it from the opening crawl, and and what's the story behind this one line? And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he pitches this to Kathleen, and they and they run with it. But I was nervous. I was sort of like, are they? Because you start reading comments about people who've been following it more closely than I had about is this too much too soon? You know, is there is this going to hurt Star Wars? Is this going to hurt the mainstream? Fan like the viewership or be confusing, you know what's what's going to happen, and I don't really think that uh, really came into play until like solo uh, later on. But but yeah, that was uh, that was huge. That was a whole weekend event for us. We just we just sat down and kind of you know um, recorded all of that, and I remember going back and just rewatching that celebration over and over again. And I I remember I said to Mike, I was like we. I was like, I don't care if it's back in Europe. I don't care where it's at. We're going. We are never not going to Star Wars Celebration from this day forward. We're going, and so we made this pack. And like um, shortly after that, you know, the the ticket sales come back out, and you're like, okay, it's in Orlando. All right, you know, we're 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 going. So watching that uh, from the Star Wars show, you know, live stream was was fantastic. So
1: and did Rogue One uh, live up to? Uh, did you like it? Were you t- did you, did it live up to your fear yeah, of it?
0: I. Yeah, so so I again, like I said, I was I was nervous, but I mean it, it ended up blowing, just blowing my socks off. I mean it, it was the best thing. I couldn't believe how good it was. I could not believe how good it was. Um, you know, everything from from Jeddah, Saul Guerrero, all that stuff was was super cool. I was blown away by how, how they made me care about you know K two and, and and Cassian, and and I was just like, what you know like. I really care about these characters, and I just—I just met them. I literally just met these characters, and they're huge to me because it, it also has to do with the context of the whole thing. Is that like they're getting the Death Star plans? These are going to go to to Obi wan and the and the, slight, the slight little reference between Mon Mothma, you know, and and Organa is it's like like who your, is your friend available? Yeah. And then there's the little nod to Leia. Is there someone who you, who you could trust to get? Uh, these plans there and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool and, and and interconnected and um yeah, I was remember we were nervous cuz I uh, like like following it we were nervous about some of the reshoots. Um that uh is is it Gareth Edwards? Is that yep. is that who was yep. Yeah. so a little bit nervous about some of the reshoots that had to take place, but everyone, you know, Disney came out and said he was a super team player and was like, "If that's what you guys want and that's this is what you need, then and he went and did it and it was it was fantastic. It ended up being you know, epic. So I definitely lived up to the hype and was it's, it's it's one of my favorites actually now. It's one of my favorite movies. Awesome. So yeah.
1: Okay, let's fast forward now to um a few months later down the road. Yep. You and I, I'm sure we crossed paths, but we did not know it, are in this yep. uh little part of uh America, United States of America, known as Orlando, Florida. Yeah. And we are at Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017. Right,
0: right. What was the
1: first thing you did when you got there? Did you wait in a three-hour line to get in? Yes, I did. Yes, you absolutely,
0: did. I did. And yes, I did. I that was going out. It was stretching out near the highway. Oh yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, man! I remember walking, and uh, it was it was my buddy Mike, and we had our our little buddy Andrew, and I'm like, so. And we kept asking. I was like, D- "What is this line for?" Because it just kept going, <sighs> and we thought we were there kind of early. We were there at like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock, or something like that. And I was like, "Ah, oh, cool. We're we're in. We're here early." Hell no. I mean, this this was like it was stretching clear back around the corner and out by the freeway, and it just never ended. And then so, um, and once we got in, we we didn't realize we didn't know what the queuing system was like. We didn't know how to get into. That, that the opening ceremony type of thing, which which so
1: much stuff happened in that. Were you in that? Were, were you in the opening ceremony? With I the, was outside the uh, hall in a lineup in nine hundred degree heat, getting sunburned, watching it up, uh, watching it on. We there's like a line, there's a group of people. I didn't know who half of them were, but you know it was with friends and yeah. my wife and a group, and we watched. We we're all like on our phones, and some people would be like, "I got a signal," so I, I lost my signal. We'd all like huddle together in like a bus shelter yeah. and try to watch it, and I got into. Uh, the convention center as john williams hit the stage so it was like it was uh it was weird timing so they're like john williams is here and we all like got on our phones and we're trying to watch it and
0: and yeah by the time i
1: actually got onto the show floor it had ended that's how long i was waiting forever to get in wow yeah
0: wow yeah that was i remember people coming out with just yeah i don't know i was i was just like um Seeing, because I, I got into, I think we watched that from like the, the, the live stage, the live streaming yeah, yeah. stage. That's I so I, I was there just I was able to get in and, and and watch it from there and was was like this is this is unreal. That was the first thing we did and was just blown away uh, by it. I, I I remember too though we were there so early like we got inside and this is all coming back now and we were so confused about which line to get into for what we didn't know where to queue up. We, you were getting your wristbands and stuff and we went and we're trying to grab wristbands. We actually almost could have got in there, but we just didn't know what we were doing. You know, so we were walking down the line and we saw this huge line to which they were queuing up to go into the opening ceremony and we just didn't understand it. So we got wristbands for something else. And then we got in the, um, the general admission sort of like queue system where we're waiting for the big doors to open. And then we just went into the main floor. Um, and then from there, Explored a little bit and said, "Okay, they're starting the the stream at this time. Let's just watch and see what happens." Because, you know, we didn't we didn't know that we were doing. We were overwhelmed. So,
1: oh, it was overwhelmed. You know, they tonight. could have spent a little bit of money on signage. Is the one thing that they could have. Yeah. That was the, the whole convention. I thought was lacking signage. Um, right. That was my that was my first convention of any type, and that was my that yeah. was my big takeaway was they need to order some bristol board and a sharpie and just start writing things right. down because nothing. They, it was just. <laughs> It was chaotic. Also, I wasn't in Chicago as we mentioned earlier. You were. I thought what they did yeah. for getting into panels this time was uh, was way better. Um, instead yeah. of, you know, I know people like the experience of camping out was you know it was whatever, but I just thought it was smart. Okay, lottery system. You're in. You're not. Like get it over with before. So yeah. you, at least because a lot of people got sick in Orlando from sleeping on those concrete floors.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I, like I said, I'm 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 fifty fifty on this because I I was glad that I had the experience. It was a crazy experience, but I remember standing in line at security, and Andrew and Mike were behind me, and I was dead. And I was looking ahead. And I'm like, there's more than three thousand people in front of me. I thought I could, you know, obviously I couldn't estimate. I was more like fifteen hundred, because um, we totally got into the, to this is when we got into the, the Last Jedi. Because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this wasn't worth it. We've literally just wasted twelve hours, you know, standing outside, then sleeping on the concrete to coming in here uh well that was before we got into the sleeping on the concrete but like i'm looking at i'm looking at security going we're not going to make it we're not going to get the there's a guy standing there with a counter letting everybody know how many people um we have and then they're going to tell people like okay you're not in the 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 main uh the the live action you're in the streaming stage all this kind of stuff and it was it was a little i can only imagine what it felt like for people behind us who didn't get in you know, and I was just like, dang, this would this would really suck to have stand, at, you know, to be standing outside and not get in uh, to something like this. So, because you want to know, you know, yeah. that was the big thing. I just didn't know because I almost stepped out of line at security. I, I looked at it, I was like, no, dude, look, if people are just pushing ahead. It's just a, it's just a, you know, crapshoot in here. So we're not, we're not going to make it. And, uh, I lost faith. I mean, I lost faith for a second there and and almost stepped that line. Thank God I didn't because I got to high five Dave Filoni later on. Awesome. uh, In the live action. You know, yeah, in the the live action um, when the trailer hit. But yeah, I mean, that was cool. You know, after we did the camp out too, just, you know, there in, in in Orlando, like my. Meeting some members from the 501st, the Ohio Garrison for me, and then going to the R2D2 Builders Club and stuff like, I really started to get into. I'd always loved toys and books and stuff like that, but then I just started seeing all these other facets to the community that were that were amazing. Other ways that you can get involved, you know. So if you're not podcasting about it, you can go troop. You can be in the 501st, and they go to like Children's Hospital and they they do charity events, and it's just like, what that exists. I mean, I knew that there were. I always wanted a, like a legit sick costume, but I didn't quite understand that there was like an organization that you could join. So, um, yeah, that was, that was cool. It was just a, such a learning experience. and It was just, i I just wish I would have known more about it during the dark times, you know, during yeah. the times where like I, I, and I, I could have been going to those things and enjoying some of the earlier celebrations. Cause uh, that would have been, that'd have been a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Now they're getting too big. So. They're like, man, oh, they're just getting so, so big.
0: Right, yeah, I'm. I'm the the fact that a- that Anaheim, you know, sold out. The, I'm, I'm. The reason I wanted to go to this is because a lot of celebrations have been there, and I wanted to go. I want to go see what that's like. But they're, they're selling out so quick. And what's What's weird though is I wonder if they've got that capped. I mean, yeah. I know they have it capped because it's sold out. But I wonder where they've capped it because it. When I went, you can ask Andrew. When we were in Chicago, it was big, but it didn't feel any bigger. I mean. I don't really know what the attendance was like. I didn't really compare the two, but it still just kind of felt like a normal big convention. I felt like I could, I could move around and I could still talk with people and, you know, set up my little podcasting uh, shots over on the side of the main floor and, and, and things like that. So it didn't, it didn't seem like it was so big that you couldn't do what you wanted to do.
1: If that makes sense. Uh, I, totally. I understand what you're saying. So you're in that panel for the, for the last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's in there. Did you meet Ryan Johnson the night before?
0: Uh, Yeah, I did. Yeah. So um, my my buddy Andrew has a selfie with him and, um, you know, he's he's just surrounded by people. And so he where we were sleeping, actually, we were in these aisles. So the aisle we're sleeping in, um, we see we hear the doors open and this commotion just takes place. Right. And he's like three to four um, aisles over. Well, he moves and he's standing directly in front of um, Mike, Andrew and I in our lane, in our aisle. And then he's sort of like, um, it was the next lane. The guys that were in that lane were just like, you yo, come down this way. Come through here. And so to our left, I mean, he comes, he walks right by us. And so, um, and some little girl was sleeping, you know, her dad had to pick her up and move her away. You know, it was just, it was crazy. And he didn't know he's just being surrounded by this mob and they're, they're just, people were, all over the place. I, it was the perfect time if you ever wanted to to hop over lines and get a little closer uh, to the front of the stage, you could have, because people were just, it was chaos, and he's moving through there, and I got to grab his hand and say, you know, you're the man, thanks so much, and he stayed there for hours. Yeah. He went over on the side and watched people do lightsaber battles and, and everything. I mean, I don't know how he was functional the next day. It was It was crazy, so...
1: Well, what was it yeah, like was... being in that room with him the next day, oh. watching that trailer for the first time, seeing that poster for the first time?
0: Yeah, I, I remember uh, tears. I mean, like when, the yeah, the, the poster was one thing. And I here's how I described sort of when we got to watch the trailer. And I turned to my buddy Mike and Dave Filoni and a couple other guys. Who are li- we're on the very, very, uh, if you're looking at the stage, very far left side. Uh, where you know they've there's guys guarding the the the, the um, oh you get your actors and you know the, the whole cast was back in there and you've got some producers and writers and you can see the Star Wars bigwigs coming out through the through the side there once the lights had gone down and they're just standing there and I you know Dave's got his big hat on he's got this huge hat and I'm like he's literally standing less than three feet away from me and I'm like oh my I'm like Mike you know and he's like dude this is he's like I'm shaking you know he's he's losing his mind and the trailer hits and I just remember like people were up on chairs it was like we had just destroyed the empire we had just destroyed the second death star and we're on indoor and everyone's just cheering and hugging and crying and you're turning around people you don't even know and you're just losing your absolute mind and that's when we like stepped out into the aisle and there's you know Dave Filoni and he's high-fiving people and this is everyone's just fired up because I don't know if he had seen it or not because like some of the you know cast and crew and different people this was their first yeah. um you know watch of of the of the trailer and some people you know wanted that experience they wanted to to be a fan because they're fans of Star wars and they wanted to stand out in the audience and and sort of uh, you know just just focus in on the trailer and see see what it was like it was it was freaking amazing it was crazy
1: well you saw you said you saw the so, movie um more than four so more, more than ten yeah uh, you've yeah. lost count of so many but so what was it yeah so you know, let's just get ahead to that movie because the the movie comes out, and obviously there's a yep. great the great fan divide. But that's you you yeah. you went in and you're like, this is awesome. What do you know? What it was about it that that really drew you towards it? Well, uh, so
0: for me, I I remember going into it, and I was talking to my buddy Matt um, about what I needed from the movie. And you know, one of the questions answered about Ray's parentage. I was hoping to get some stuff on who left Ray on Jakku, but ultimately and it's it's Matt's weird he like read the spoilers beforehand and kind of knew what was happening cuz he couldn't watch it opening night with us and so he wanted to kind of know what was happening so going into it i was like do not tell me any of the spoilers he said can i tell you one thing i was like no you cannot and he was like no 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 not a spoiler he's like i'm just going to tell you that one thing will happen in this movie and it's the one thing that will make it for you, and you will be satisfied. It will satisfy everything else, and you will go back and try to justify why this movie is amazing <laughs> because one, because one thing will happen. And I was like, really? And he hadn't even seen it yet. And what it, what it is? It ends up being it's it's the it's the force projection. It's Luke levitating. It's it's that shot back to him. And he knew he knew that that I I kept saying leading into that movie. I was like, I need if there's one thing I need, I need an epic Master Skywalker moment give me that moment where he's just a boss because I was one of those people who felt like in the force awakens when the lightsaber, you know, in Ray summoning the lightsaber, I'm like, that should, I was like, this is a great spot for Luke to step in and just, you know, take the saber and he's there to save the day. And you're like, what? He came out of nowhere. You know, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. And I, I was disappointed it didn't happen. So I was like, I need a moment now like that. And so I got that moment and it was, it was epic. I mean, even you know, the, the force projection, lightsaber battle, the whole thing. I just thought his whole, him showing up and, and talking to uh, Leia and that whole piece, the the little wink to C-3PO going out there. Now, later on, I went back and looked at some of it, and I was just sort of like, okay, there's a couple issues with, with that whole thing. Like, like, if he's out there running distraction, like, maybe he should have told somebody that, you know, hey, I'm going to distract a little bit here for, for you guys to... <laughs> you know, get out of here. But then also you want the legend of Luke Skywalker to be told. And so you need witnesses to kind of see him go out here and do what he did and and, and to keep them at bay. And so, and really, even when those kids at the end of the story are talking about Luke Skywalker coming out and, and facing down Kylo Ren, it's sort of the end of all of that isn't really known because they leave. They don't really get to see the, um, you know, Kylo you know stab him in the chest or run him through or whatever you don't get to see that whole interaction you just heard from some resistance members that Luke Skywalker showed up and and was defending them against the the first order enough that they could he made a sacrifice to where they could they could leave now Ray and Leia kind of know because they can sense that he had this peaceful exit uh, becoming one with the force so yeah for me I know like, that was I needed my Luke Skywalker moment and I really I wish I would have gotten more moments I wish it would have been uh, more, but I needed one moment. Ryan Johnson gave me one moment, and so I was like, "Okay, this is this is cool. This is pretty sick." Um, and and here's here's one of the things I because in going back and watching it, it's like the whole Force Connection thing. Um, like like Ben or I'm sorry, Kylo kind of thinks when he first sees Ray and they're 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 connected, it's like he's not sure if it's a force projection, or if it's a connection, he doesn't know. He's like, are you really here? Can you see my, you know, surroundings? And then he says something like, the force of this would kill you. You yeah. know, like, like the, you're, yeah. you know, you're not doing this, and so the force of it would, would, would kill you, so who's doing that? So to me, like, for Luke to force project himself there, uh, it took a master to to do that. It took master power and skill to do something like that, and it, it so much so that... Um, some would say it killed a master. I like to believe that Luke just sort of said um, he gets back up on the stone and says, "All right, well, you know, I, I, I don't know that that whole bit is sort of like I don't know that it killed him, but it's like it, it drains him and he just becomes one with the Force. I don't know. It's <laughs> there's there's still some things I, I do struggle with a little bit in it, but it had that moment for me. And then the Praetorian Guard scene is is fantastic too. I thought that was that was epic. So yeah, sort of the second half to that movie is is really what i liked i guess so and i know it's i know it's divisive and and some people don't don't like it and it's like i'm just waiting for the rise of skywalker to really see if there's some connections there if there's something that would make the lines or if they if they use something that's said in the last jedi if i I don't don't know how it's all going to work and so i want to see this finished and then i can really go back and say all right well you know it, it they did retcon something or they did whatever, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it is
1: the yeah. second part of a trilogy, so, you know, we'll find out in in December what uh what's yeah. going on and I I can't wait. Uh, how many times did you see Solo yeah. in the theater?
0: Uh, Solo I uh, three, four times maybe. Um and, and I really enjoyed it actually. I I didn't not enjoy it. So, um my buddy Matt, it's actually one of his favorites. And my buddy Tom he, he really enjoyed it as well. I think Mike really liked it. It's just... I don't know. It was kind of... I remember driving to see it, and uh, we had our Star Wars podcasting gear and our shirts on and everything, and we're driving up to, like, Cleveland um, to watch it up there. Early one day, we had taken work off, and we're somewhere at a restaurant, and people were talking about, you know, where are you guys going? What do you guys do? And he was a Star Wars fan. He was just sort of like so... Tell, he was a little confused. He was like, so is this, like, the next movie, or is this, like, back in like early on he's like I just don't are they recasting this guy or what's what's happening he was a little confused and for a guy who would claim that he's a Star Wars fan I was like oh man I kind of I kind of understand why you're a little confused but it's that that was my remember I, I said my worry with Rogue yeah. One was that there would be some confusion for folks who were trying to follow the main um the main saga and so you know that was the first time I was like oh wow okay there are people out here who is a little bit thrown by this and don't quite understand it you know um who were thinking, was well, isn't this the next movie? You know, and people like my dad, who who was really not into it, was sort of like, So this is the next one, right? So, you know, we're gonna get more about Luke and Ray. I'm like, No, nope, they're not in this one. This is this is back in you know, before episode four. And he's like, What's what was episode four again? You know, so yeah. that's that's where I still love it and I think it's 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 cool for your your, you know, deep and sweaty Star Wars fans, but uh it was a good movie. I thought it was an all around fun movie it was something you'd, you'd watch on a sunday and say yeah this, this is fun yeah i think the, the, so. the
1: one issue i think with solo is that it wasn't the event film that star wars typically is it's not like we all have to go and see solo and see what's up it's like it felt yeah. more like and i've said this before a disney plus sh- uh, show movie something on that. yeah i felt like like your books it this would have been a great book like that's how it felt and that and i love solo i love that movie it's one of my favorites but yeah but it doesn't have it doesn't have that impact of the saga films going with it or the rogue one because rogue one was the very first of these standalone. So it didn't have that going forward either. Yeah. And then, you know, the marketing and then the backlash and there's, there's a lot oh, going yeah. on with that. All right. Before we right. wrap up, I just got to know because I was not there. Just give me your feelings, your, your whole yeah. story about Star Wars celebration, Chicago, which I heard was actually the worst celebration of all time. I heard that there was nothing good that happened and I didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I mean, so okay, the,
0: there were some grumblings. I mean, there were people who were um, just upset by whether it was the queuing system, and I, I, I kind of saw pros to that and cons, but I, I, I was just joking around.
1: I actually thought that was a great idea, though, to be like from.
0: Yeah, no, I'm no, no, no. Seriously, it, it actually, I mean, yeah, there, there are there are really good pros to that. So, and there, it actually made things a little easier at times for us to get into panels we, we really wanted that we knew, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, had, we didn't have to, we didn't have to go like think, okay, is there a line down there? Let's go check in. We just, we just knew, Hey, we're in, you know, we yeah. got the, uh, um uh, so we you get to spend more time on the floor doing things that you wanted. So that was neat. The, um, Oh gosh, what was the big, uh, Oh yeah. So yeah. The, the, the rise of Skywalker trailer, right. I uh, didn't get into that panel, um, so I was a little bit sort of like, oh, uh, that that kind of sucked. But I guess was the poster leaked or something? There was like and a so they,
1: mock poster. No one knows what it is still. Oh, I mean, by the time this goes yeah. up, maybe it'll have been answered. But no, I think that was like a Walmart box bin, box bin or whatever.
0: Okay, because because you know people were hoping for like a big poster. I don't know, people felt a little underwhelmed, I think, by that panel, and that was some of the vibe I was getting. Although, like I the. I think what they're going for is you don't need anything else. Like when the title hits the rise of Skywalker, I'm, I'm like, okay, like every single person is walking around. Like, what does that mean? And you could walk past every little group of people that I walked past Cause I was on the main uh, floor there watching it from the live stream stage. And uh, I just watched it by myself. Um, You know, Mike was up front with his girlfriend and my buddy uh, David was over in the actual panel with, uh, with Lindsay, uh, our friend Lindsey Cadati from Clashing Sabers and their front row. I was like, actually, I'm on the main. I'm on the. I'm watching it from the streaming stage, and I see them sitting like front row. I'm like <laughs> you, you've got to be, you have got to be kidding me. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So, and, and they had it. They said the atmosphere in there was was great. It was it was awesome. I think they were hoping for a poster afterwards and and stuff like that. Something yeah, exclusive because we got a lot of posters. We got stuff from um fallen uh fallen jedi we've got stuff for the mandalorian we got some cool you know uh, posters and merchandise and pins and stuff like that and they didn't really get any of that for for the rise of skywalker but i think they're just the timing of celebration he was still they're they're still working on a lot of that sort you know that stuff and, and things so just to get the title was huge because remember we used we had the last jedi title beforehand of the, the force January, awakens yeah. and yeah, yeah. So we had that stuff to kind of go off of. We had no idea what the what the on title was going to be. So the the title reveal in and of itself was fantastic. And then um, we set up shop. And I remember, I got a chance to talk to Alex from Star Wars Explained. I, I saw him right afterwards and uh, walked over, and he's standing with his his wife Molly. And uh, I just walked over to him. I was like, "So you know, I got my Rebel Watch shirt on, and I'm I'm, I'm talking." He sees me coming over, and it's and uh, I just shook his hand, introduced myself, and I was like. I mean, am I the first person to ask you what your thoughts are? He's like, close. He's like, you're close. Like, we kinda, they kind of just ran away from wherever they were at, and they, they were over in a corner getting ready to go do something else. And it was cool just to talk to him and then talk to a couple other people about their, their initial reactions and just, like, who's doing the rising? You know, like, who is – what is the Skywalker who's rising? Or is there a group of Skywalkers rising? Or what's going on? So that was really neat. And then I thought – actually, I thought the best part like like for me the 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 coolest thing to celebration and not just because i was in the panel was the mandalorian like the mandalorian stuff i was so inspired to see Favreau and filoni kind of like their friendship to learn about that and to learn about what's happening with that with that tv show and it that people are saying it feels like star wars like it really is going to you know fit in well and it won't feel you know super different and it's this live action TV show the streaming service and so uh it's, we got a sick poster for it we even got some behind the scenes stuff that was at the time was exclusive uh in the panel which was neat yeah. so they they you know cell phones off that kind of thing was was really cool and that made it feel like all right cool I'm glad we stood outside in the freezing it was actually snowing at one point in 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 Chicago uh so but yeah it was that, that was really cool i mean i had a good time i I'm one of those. I, I couldn't spend enough time down, and I went to the podcasting stage, met some met some uh, podcasters, and that's something. When we go to Anaheim, I'd love to meet up with you guys and go down there and maybe um, just listen to some other podcast and get to meet some other people and really, you know, collaborate a little bit more. And if you guys get a chance to get on that stage, gosh dang it, I need I you know I need Rebel Scum on the podcasting stage over there talking Star Wars. So let's make that all happen, right James.
1: Lucasfilm read pop you get us on there we'll do it we'll do right, it right yeah <laughs> oh, man. no that's so, it's definitely a goal for all of us we'll have to meet up in Anaheim I think I've got some ideas I want to run by you too for Anaheim okay uh, it's just gonna be a lot of okay. fun I can't wait I can't wait uh, for the heat in August of 20 yeah. of 2020 and only uh yeah. only five more months until this until Skywalker rises so so look out that is coming all right ezra thanks for joining me on the outlander club before we go though let everybody know where they can follow you find you listen to you and all that stuff
0: yeah absolutely so you can uh, hyperspace hangout is uh, we talked about at the top of the show um, star wars podcast where you can send us emails you can send those to um, hyperspace hangout at gmail.com we will read your email on the show if you send us an audio clip we'll play it on the show uh, we got some, some cool stuff uh, going up we got some really neat collaborations uh, hopefully we're gonna have James on soon maybe later this summer uh, we can have rebel scum on and, and do a lot more uh, collaborations there. But yeah you can find us on on apple google play uh, Stitcher the whole night we're on Spotify You know, wherever you can find a podcast we are there we just started our YouTube presence so we're working on that um, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, HHL337 so we've got the L337 nice. you, can, you can find us there on Twitter So
1: nice alright check out those uh, the podcasts on the YouTube channel guys and Ezra once again thanks so much for joining me right here
0: yeah absolutely thanks man
1: Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Outlander Club with Ezra Kirk. Thank you so much, Ezra, for joining me, even though you clearly are a bigger Star Trek fan than Star Wars. Just kidding! Of course! Ewoks rule! Uh, Tribbles don't. No, they don't. Actually, they're pretty cool, too, but Ewoks are amazing. Uh, thanks again, Ezra. That was a lot of fun. If you guys know anyone you would like to hear on the Outlander Club, send us an email to rebelscumbags at gmail.com If you would like to support our little podcast over here, join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and until next time, may the force of others be with you. Yippee!